Hey y'all, it's Lindsay, and today's devotion is three keys to connect in a stay-at-home world. So before I do this devotion, I just want to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just want to thank you for this opportunity that I'm going to be reading this devotion to the listener on the other end of the phone. Father God, I pray that as we get into this devotion, Lord, that your Holy Spirit just works right through us, Father God, that we're going to hear it, believe it, and receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for all that you are doing in our in our world today, and thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, I am a hands-on kind of person. I like to visit, exchange messages, and join groups. With this much involvement, I considered my time in retirement rich and satisfying. Yes, life was full. God was good. Then the pandemic hit. There was no toilet paper, no bleach, no spring softball games. With my own family widely spread across the country, I was dreading many weeks alone in my hometown. My church was in constant prayer about ways to keep us connected. Volunteers were asked to make telephone or video calls. I began by calling the familiar names on my list as I reflected on these conversations. I realized that encouragement doesn't need to be a one-way street. My spirit was lifted and my prayers for others took on a new and personal meaning. Susan was a widow with only a cousin nearby, with no children and her siblings living in distant New York. She relied on church as to be her family. As I punched in her phone number, I was ordering in mind what to say to relieve loneliness and fear from this coronavirus. I soon discovered a good phone visit can be the fruit of genuine concern for others. What a great visit as she described her family, her married life, and adventures as a young woman. Even though I had known Susan for many years, her travels and life experiences were entirely new to me. Annie had recently lost her grown granddaughter following an extended illness. Her grief resulted from the deep pain that only come from loss of a child. After several months, she had made a hard decision to leave her home and move to a continuing care facility. Again, I braced myself. How could I be a comfort? I'd never experienced that kind of loss. Once again, conversation flowed smoothly as Annie expressed deep thankfulness for her living environment. She loved the flowers and birds outside her window, the friendly staff, three meals of good food, more than she could eat, and the calls she received from remaining grown children. I soon realized only the Spirit of God could give this woman such a thankful heart. Only the Spirit's prompting could give her the words of encouragement she extended to me. Judy and I had been working together for about a year. I'd always appreciated her integrity and commitment to the workplace. Several months before the pandemic hit, she became seriously ill. At home, she had many fears and concerns for her health and her safety of her adult children. Her husband, being an essential worker, feared becoming infected and contaminating the home. Once again, God was faithful to provide comforting words to a family who faced many challenges because of prior health concerns. I began to see a pattern in how people respond 
and how I can best communicate my love and concern, and most importantly, the love of God for them. I learned to stop, look, and listen. Number one, stop. Give people enough silence to respond. Spaces with conversation give them time to reflect and express their needs. Look. Pay attention to facial expressions, environment, and other signs of anxiety or peace. Finally, listen. Be ready for the Holy Spirit to tell you what may be comforting, affirming, or encouraging. The psalmist is right. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. From Psalm 112, 7. Even as I applied these simple steps, I remember to pray. Lord, may my words benefit others according to the need of the moment. Mm. Wow, that devotion was so powerful, guys. It just showed you how many people are going through a mess right now with all of this going on in the world. So many people are just so caught up with, you know, just so many so many things that are going wrong. And, you know, that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to distract you and keep you focused on all the bad that's going on in the world. And, you know, to just lose focus on God. But right here, it's saying stop, look, and listen. And with those three things in mind, stop, look, and listen. When you're sitting there having a conversation with someone... Let them go off. Let them vent. Let them share with you what they're going through. So just let them go. Give people enough silence to respond to. Look. Pay attention. Really look and see like their facial expressions, their you know body language, and see you know if they look like they're anxious or in peace. Listen. The Holy Spirit will speak right to your conscience in that moment and you will just immediately feel that desire to say something encouraging that's coming straight from God to just uplift them in that moment because so many people need that right now. They need to hear words of encouragement, you know, words of affirmation, positivity because so much negative stuff is going on right now. So when you speak to them, when you speak to anyone that's going through a tough time right now, When you think before you speak, think to yourself, am I about to say something that's about to uplift and encourage and give them positive life? Am I speaking life? And that right there could be exactly why God has you speaking to them in that moment. Because he works in mysterious ways. And you may just be that one person to just spread that joy that they needed and to just let the Holy Spirit work right through you in that moment. For example, yesterday, I personally was going through a lot and I was getting really, I was getting really down about a lot of stuff that was, that's going on in my life. And I was speaking to this man of God who is always here for me and you know, I shared with him what was going on. And in that moment, you know, he didn't have to, but he let me go off. He let me explain to him what everything was that was going on with me. And I got to vent and share with him, you know, all this stuff that's been bothering me and 
you know, so he did, he did the stop and then he paid attention and then he, you know, was listening to me. And then in the end, he really encouraged me and reminded me the truth, which is, you know, um, in the end, in these moments that we're going through all these difficult times, we're to rejoice we are to rejoice that God is allowing these trials and tribulations and difficulties to happen to us because it was that day that he went to a service and it was when they were explaining how God allows that to happen. God allows trials and tribulations and difficult stuff to happen to us for a reason because when that happens, we're able to persevere through that and with perseverance, that makes us stronger, that produces blessings, that is what it's all about. So many people, like he was saying, you know, pray that they have an easy day, they have, you know, no stress or worries or anxiety and everything's all good. Very few people are going to ask for difficulties, trials and tribulations, tough times, nobody asks for that. But it's like, when that happens, that's when the blessings come. That's when, you know, we have the perseverance to push through it. And that's when, boom, all of a sudden, it's like you are exactly where you are and what you are going through is exactly what you need to go through for a reason. It's just amazing how that works. So even in the moments when we're down and we're feeling like that, that is when we rejoice in God for allowing us to get to have those moments so that we become stronger it's like amazing how that works and you know just that reminder of that was so encouraging and uplifting and another um part of it was just reminding me how important it is to make time for god and to just continue to draw close to him because it says in the word as we draw close to him he'll draw close to us And when we seek him, we find him. And it's just so important to just keep looking, you know, keep searching. Never stop yearning and desiring and wanting more and more and more. And it's just some powerful stuff. And I can just tell the Holy Spirit was working through him. And I was so grateful and I felt blessed. And God just does that. God will work right through the family like that. And I just, you know wanted to encourage you guys out there about that and I wanted you guys to know that no matter what you're going through everything will be okay and just continue to keep your eyes focused and fixated on Jesus and no matter what the enemy will try steal kill and destroy but in the end God already won the battle Jesus already won he literally conquered the grave so just keep that in mind don't ever forget that Thank you so much for listening, guys, and I hope that you have a blessed day.